0: This is Hacker Public Radio episode 3522 for Tuesday the 1st of February 2022. Today's show is entitled, Set Up Your Robot Building Lab, and Build a Dollar Zero Robot Platform. It is hosted by Mechatroniak, and is about 26 minutes long, and carries an explicit flag. The summary is, Ep 1 of Robot Warlords of the Apocalypse, Build a Free Robot Platform Slash Crash Buggy from Old Printers.
1: This is Mechatroniac, the mildly malevolent mechatronics megalomaniac with episode one of Robot Warlords of the Apocalypse. We're going to be setting up your robot building lab and building your first platform, Crash Buggy. So I hope you do join up in this project of bringing to life the dead, the EOL, the discarded electronics products. If you don't join, you might just end up like the subject of an H.R. Giger painting. Remember, be the assimilator, not the assimilated. So let's get started. Stuff you're going to want to order to follow the instructions that I'm going to impart to you. Um, so going to need an Arduino Uno or a kit... I'd recommend getting a kit uh, with the sensors. I got the Super Learning Kit by Key Studio, and it contains a, a, a ton of stuff that will really get you up to speed in what sensors are. Sensor, sensors, they return a voltage um, based on uh, stimuli, so your Arduino can read that. Also, well, some, some return a... Uh, a a variable resistor value, but it's all voltage in the end. So it's really handy and you'll be able to add sensors and stuff much more readily to your robot. If you understand how they work beforehand and the kits come with a perf board or not a perf board. A uh, what's it called? (laughs) (laughs) Breadboard. It'll contain a breadboard and other useful stuff like wires to hook everything up with so do do that Um, you can order some extra arduinos as well order some extra arduino unos you can order arduino nanos as well they're slightly smaller but a little bit less robust i've gone with arduino uno for my first build my second robot build is using a nano so depends on what you want uh Uno, I'll be describing Uno, so you may as well get an Uno if you're just starting. All right. Um, go to your welding shop. Locally, get some small machine screws of various lengths, like uh, from like a half inch to two inches, something like that. Various thicknesses with nuts and washers. Make sure you get the nuts and washers too, because you're going to be using that to mount your Arduino and other stuff onto your platform and to actually put the platform together an 18650 four cell battery compartment yeah of course you're going to be ordering this online from either aliexpress or banggood or amazon whatever you use i use aliexpress it's the cheapest it might take you a week or two but uh, you know that weight can be advantageous because uh, i when i blew up a h uh, bridge module and i was waiting i just started building my own, and I and I built my own. Um, so the 18650 4-cell battery compartment, that'll give you a, a 16 volts, which will run your H-bridges, which will run your motors. So that's pretty important. Um, two 18650 1-cell compartments. Uh, I use one for powering the MP3 player, so you might not need two, but... Um, if you get an 18650 charger, a WaveGAT, they plug into a USB via uh, uh, mini-USB power, and you can charge your 18650s from those. So you combine one of these little WaveGAT chargers. They're just a board. They're like a not even one-inch by one-inch board. And you can hot glue that onto your one-cell charger and then... Solder wires to the terminals, then you have a charging device right there. If you have one of those USB battery cases, you know, the little things, those hold usually two 18650s inside those. So you might be able to take one of those apart and just use that as your charger. So there you go, very post apocalyptic. Ready, um, as. You're going to want a soldering station. Um, you're going to want to buy some solder or flux, and a solder sucker is very handy if you're going to be uh, uh, removing desoldering stuff from circuit boards. Guess what? Tree sap also works. Yeah, that's what rosin is. So if you've gotten, if you are in a post-apocalyptic scenario, you've got no solder, you can use tree sap, and it'll make the solder flow that's on your circuit boards and uh, you can reuse it. Perf board. Perfboard is simply a nylon perforated board. It's got a bunch of little holes so you can put your leaded electronics components into that. I used it to build m- my uh, H-bridge module out of relays. It's not really an H-bridge but it reverses the uh, polarity to the motors so you can make it go backwards and forwards. So, if but if you're not keen, if you're not too keen on soldering, you can just get one of the L two nine eight N H bridge modules. I use two for more power. One to control the front wheels, one to control the back wheels. But that's up to you. You can experiment. That's what we're all about. Extra Dupont wires, good idea. Those are male to male wires. Just to hook your stuff up. You should be able to get a lot of wires out of stuff that you take apart as well. Especially TVs and stuff like that. Save all your wires. Get extra resistors. Yes, you can desolder all the resistors you need. But it might take a while until you get the component values that you want. And you're, you're going to want the you a know, bunch that are 1K. You're going to want some that are 200 ohms, whatever. <laughs> Optionally, uh, ultrasonic sensors and MP3 modules are things that I added to my first bot, which I call the Herald Interceptor. It's the Herald because it's got an MP3 player on it with a a speaker that I stole from a television set. And as I mentioned, L298N H-Bridge modules, they'll run you like three or four bucks, so you might as well... Get two or four of those. may as well get four if you're going to get two to use for your device. Uh, Tools and accessories, as I mentioned, solder station. You're going to need a computer with internet to uh, put your IDE for the Arduino on. Uh, Raspberry Pi, three works as well. All right. So um, if you're listening to this on a bloodstained slave slab that you found discarded, um, yeah, you should have... You should have downloaded all the libraries and stuff, but hopefully, you still have internet access. You can go to Arduino.cc, download, and install the Arduino IDE. And you're going to need basic tools like screwdrivers, pliers, airplane snips, which is you're going to, if you're going to cut metal to to reinforce your. Your things, you're gonna need airplane snips. They work really well for cutting metal. A drill with assorted bits. You're gonna want like small, pretty small bits, like, uh, I don't know, three millimeter or something like that. And you're gonna want like a three quarter centimeter or one centimeter bit. A hacksaw, be handy to cut down those metal rods. A ruler and a multimeter. Multimeter, very important for checking your stuff. Um, to organize your stuff, you're going to want a parts drawer. Um, you can get those for like 40 bucks at home hardware. And they've got about 30 or 40 plastic drawers. Put all your goodies in there. As well as uh, several Rubbermaid bins or cardboard boxes for all those circuit boards, ABS pieces, the steel rods and stuff that you recover from printers put them in there get rid of your wife if she complains (laughs) Um, okay so collect and assemble your post apocalyptic scraps so a safety note be careful when disassembling stuff use pliers rather than your fingers as much as possible printers and other products can sometimes be tricky to take apart there might not be visible screws Um, there might just be tabs, but if you try to force the tabs and it's wrong, um, the ABS is strong, but it's brittle, so it, when it breaks, it can be sharp. So just be aware of that. Uh, laptop batteries definitely be careful with those. <laughs> um, try not to short any circuits. Uh, you're, gonna, you're gonna be cutting these really thin metal strips that are behind between the cells when you take apart laptop or power tool batteries, and those metal strips are very, very sharp when you cut them, so be careful. Use pliers, metal cutters, and try not to create any short circuits. If you do, there's going to possibly be an exothermic reaction, especially if you pierce a battery. I've only done that with one of the flat cells, and it started smoking, and I threw it outside. All right, so um, to get ingredients, printers are... One of the best sources, great source of mechanical and chassis parts, including motors. Um, The best are the ones with the scanners built in, which means you get an extra stepper motor and you get glass on top, which you can use to build a solar panel. If you have those uh, little cells that you can order from AliExpress or whatever, Um, your DC motors, a mid-sized printer is going to have, Two that are exactly the same. So, if you have two printers uh, of roughly the same size, usually you'll get exactly like four of the same size motors. And depending on your printers, they might be slightly smaller, larger. They're about uh, four centimeters from end to end, which is the ones I use. You can use smaller or larger ones. You can use two smaller in the back or two larger. In, you know, in the front or back, whatever, switch them around. So things you're going to find in a printer, the steel rods. So the steel rods will have wheels with rubber tires on them because that's the uh, print, pa- paper path. So how it moves the paper around. And you can slide those wheels off, and those are going to be the wheels for our robots. Uh, you can also use toys and stuff, but this is it's pretty convenient when it's all in one spot. So do that um other stuff you find in the printer gears specialty steel plates reed switches rotary encoders ir switches lots of abs parts uh so there's a lot of neat abs parts like levers and hinge neat stuff um the one power supply box i used as the arduino box because it Perfectly is the same size as the Arduino Uno, so I use that to protect the Arduino Uno. Uh, Like I said, the glass panel can be repurposed as a solar panel. Um, UPS devices, the uninterruptible power supplies, are good for relays and opto-isolators. Like I said, if you're going to build your own H-bridge, you're going to need some relays and opto-isolators. If not, you can skip that. TVs for lots of wire speakers, more opto isolators, lots of transistors and other components, especially in older TVs. Laptops, power tools, cell phones, you're going to get your batteries from those. Um, So that's about all I can think of for ingredients right now. Just any any post-consumer electronics, take it home, take it apart unless it has a radioactive symbols on it or some. one caveat for printers is there is a uh, ink reservoir in a lot of printers so be careful being stained of ink that's uh, a big hazard being ink stained um so books libgen.is if you want to uh read some electronics books that's a good one and there's a a free book by donation. It's called uh, Designing Electronics That Work, I believe. I'll put a link in the description for that as well. All right. So now that we've got our ingredients gathered and got a, got a solder station, all our tools ready, hopefully you have a table to put it all on. When I was a kid, I used to work on the floor all the time. It gives you a sore back. Yeah. So get a table to put your stuff on. All right, so uh, as I promised, we're going to build a smash buggy, which is basically your platform, which is going to be a case like a a DVD case or or a CD player case. The first one I used was actually a hard drive tray, and uh, it actually had four holes, which accommodated the motors perfectly because there's a little uh, kind of a hub around the... uh, spindle on your dc motors and it's about a centimeter or so uh, so you're gonna need a larger hole in your chassis to put those and uh well hopefully you know the convention uh where uh, uh, for uh, attaching wheels or motors you know like uh two on each side type thing uh, e- you equally spaced <laughs> you know like a car um so uh do that so with mine all i had to do was drill some smaller holes to attach the uh, screws and screw them in because there are screws that come with the motor so when you take the printer apart make sure you save those screws just screw them right back into the motor when you take them apart okay so uh, hopefully you have uh, got got your motors all uh, positioned there on uh, the spindles are on the outside <laughs> Okay, um, now this is the most fraught with difficulty part, uh, which probably could use some innovations as well, but I've succeeded pretty well. Um, the, the secret is JB Weld, basically. But uh, if you pull out your motors, they're going to usually have a gear on them, well, always. And sometimes those gears will fit perfectly Into the holes on the wheels that are the size of those steel rods, and uh, yeah, count yourself lucky if if you got that. Sometimes you might have to remove the gears from the motor spindle if they're not perfect. You know, if they're not going to fit perfectly into those wheels that you have. If you have to take the wheels off, make sure to brace uh, one side or hold it hold the side of the spindle with pliers or something. Cause you don't want to s- pull the spindle right out of the innards of your motor and I'll probably, that'll wreck the motor. So, uh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So if you're lucky enough to have a motor with the gears already on it to attach your, your, uh, printer roller wheels, that's great. Um, cause, uh, so if you've already got those gears on the motor and they actually fit perfectly into the holes in those wheels, just add some hot glue and and uh, you should be good to go especially if like if they're snug. Yeah, the two that I found for my robot were snug, very good. And two were not, so I had to take those gears off and find a replacement hub. So what I settled on, uh, it's not perfect, but it lasts pretty pretty good. Um, there's still the weak point of the where the spindle actually attaches, but it's a lot better. So what I did was took some uh, coax wire. I think it's RG6 or something. So it's a slightly smaller coaxial wire, you know, for your cable vision. So you cut that into like a centimeter or whatever is perfect to fit into your hub hole in the wheel. You're going to take out the copper center conductor because you're going to be pushing that onto your spindle. And you're going to want to use your uh, JB weld in this case, uh, or epoxy. I find the JB weld works really well. It's steel infused epoxy. So that's going to be your build for the wheels so hopefully you got your wheels all on with minimal struggle now you're going to be taking your 18650 cells I uh, usually two will work for this so you tape two together you can use uh elastic bands to hold on the wires so we're going to be uh, attaching the wires i would suggest soldering wires to the uh motors. So you can touch those wires to your battery compartment that, that you made by taping two cells together and uh, t- test which way the wheels turn. So you're going to want all your wheels to be turning the same direction unless you're testing the differential steering, in which case the ones on the right will be going the opposite direction to the ones on the left making it spin around like a maniac so this is just to to kind of to give you like when you're drawing a drawing you're going to draw the eyes first to give life to the picture so this gives life to your robot project you're going to know that the motors at least work so i would if you want to do this i mean this isn't the this isn't absolutely necessary but it's i th- i think it's fun and it'll give you a insight into how fast this thing'll be with two cells i mean i used four and then and then i graduated to five but so there's no h bridge there's no controller or anything we're just testing the mechanics exclusively so um once you've got your your uh, motor turning the way you want you're going to be tying all the wires together from so you take the one side, the one terminal, whatever you determines your positive, that makes them spin one way, and just bind all those wires together. You've got them all soldered, so it's going to be one wire from each motor. You've got them soldered to the motor end, and then you twist them at the end where they're going to be connecting to your cells. And do this, do the same for the other terminal. So you've got, you're going to have two wires, um, one connecting to one terminal and two, I mean, two sets of four wires, one connecting to each terminal on each respective motor. Just, just check out the, just check out the video. I don't know. If you, hopefully this is described well enough. But, uh, once you do that, you can kind of flimsily attach it to your cell put it on top you've got now you've got your platform with wheels spinning madly and just set it on the floor and watch it smash into something and um when it does crash it'll just uh when it does crash theoretically the wires will come loose and so that's your test so that kind of will will give you something to look forward to um Another pointer on the chassis themselves. Like I said, I recommend like a DVD case or, or a CD case or hard drive tray. I've also used a, uh, a power tool battery box for my second one. But that's a little bit more involved because uh, you have to make uh, standoffs for the motors. That, But we won't talk about that. So... um if you're building it out of a DVD case, uh, you're probably just going to like use the one side of it because to put it together. I mean, you got your motor sitting there, so you're probably not going to be able to fit the top of the DVD case on the way it was. So it's if if you want to put the top on, you it's going to be uh, like sitting on top, kind of built up like. The latest cars in in the latest uh, Road Warrior movie in Fury Road you got those cars stacked on each other. It's gonna be sort of like that. But anyway, I hope that gives you uh, a starting off point, and uh, you know, the, just just a point of excitement. You know, whatever you decide to do, um, it'll at least show you what it's capable of. Uh, if it's not fast enough, add another cell. <laughs> You know what series is, hopefully. Hopefully, you can look up what series is and what parallel is. Um, The cells are in series. The motors are connected to the cells in parallel. should work out for you. So next time, I'll be showing how to uh, make sense of it all. Um, So next time, I'll be showing how to make your insane crash buggy be controllable via Arduino and H-Bridges. So, until then, this is Mechatroniac signing off. Check me out at bitshoot.com. Mechatroniac. And remember, be the assimilator, not the assimilated.
0: Endorsement. Non-paid endorsement for Key Studio Super Learning Kit for Arduino. And this is, like, several years old. Uh, It comes with a nice booklet, a nice uh, green clear case. Uh, with all uh, the components in it and a a resistor sticker, which is nice. But listen to all the stuff that's in this kit. You get uh, five uh, each of blue, red, and yellow LEDs. You get an RGB LED. You get a bunch of 220-ohm resistors, 10K resistors, 1K resistors. Um, So those are always handy. I recommend ordering extra resistors as well. Uh, Get those kind of lower values. Very, very useful. But you can desolder them off circuit boards as well. It's just harder to find... Resistors that are the, like a lot of them are the same value, and you're going to be wanting like four of the same value and worth each year. But if you are uh, building the H uh, bridge yourself, otherwise you don't have to worry about that. Uh, but it comes with uh, as well a potentiometer, buzzer, active buzzer, passive buzzer, four large button switches, two tilt switches, three photoresistors, one flame sensor, an LM35 sensor which I believe is heat, and a 74HC595N 16-pin dip IC which I th- think it's a, a multiplexer. A 7-segment LED, uh, a 4-module 7-segment LED, an 8x8 LED matrix, 1602 LCD display, which is a lot of fun, you can have uh, those readouts, IR receiver, and IR remote control, so this really helps me because I use remote control with my robots, uh, IR, so uh, I'm able to use uh, just like TV remotes now. Uh, Servo motor, a stepper driver module, stepper motor, a joystick module a relay module a pir motion sensor an analog gas sensor a three-axis acceleration module hc sr04 sensor which is ultrasonics which i uh incorporated into the herald interceptor clock module temperature and humidity sensor soil sensor rfid module rfid card RFID key pin headers 830 um, whole breadboard breadboard is really handy um you can use that to to hold your uh, components while you're experimenting with new h bridges just put it right on your bot you can use that in, and not have to actually have like a formal circuit board. Um, it comes with uh, DuPont connector wires, which are, just hook everything up with those, and jumper wires. A six cell battery pack, you can go this way. This is for uh, AA batteries. I like the lithium 18650 cells, but if you do, mind you, uh, the, the 18650s are uh, two, well, two, because they're 1.5 volts each, and a USB cable. So, and it's got a nice, uh, nice description of everything, and a website that you can go to to download all the code, so you don't have to type everything out like back in the Commodore 64 days. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. Today's show was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hosting for HBR is kindly provided by anhonesthost.com. The Internet Archive and rsync.net. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.